0: Good morning. It's Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane, and I'm Shannon. And today, are this morning, our topic is prayer, part two. Our first part was done last July, so thirteen months ago. And
1: yeah, we just felt led, felt led to do another one on prayer.
0: And I think it's going to be different, but I don't remember what we talked about except prayer. So, uh, so
1: as we're speaking to you today. Um, we have been without rain for the last couple months. Um, very oh, little several rain. Several months, I think. Very little rain in June and July. It is now today is August twentieth. Didn't get any real rain in August. Uh, severe drought going on around here, and in the last twelve hours, twelve hours we probably had almost two inches. It's just yeah. been absolutely beautiful, and it's starting to rain again. That is an answer to prayer.
0: Oh, that we've is been an praying answer.
1: for rain a lot. We pray for it individually we pray for it collectively we pray for it at church
0: and even the birds are happy you can
1: hear them outside yeah, the animals are happy the, the deer are running around the birds are around it's amazing it's where the deer and the antelope
0: play yeah
1: we got both of those <laughs> so today we're going to talk about prayer in a general sense but what we really want to focus on is the concept of the listening portion of prayer
0: yeah because I think, you know, if you think about it, God probably has a lot more important things to say to us than we to him. You know, but he, I mean, he obviously would love to hear us talk to him and because we love to hear our kids talk to us most of the time. And uh, God always wants to hear us from us. But Yeah, and God he,
1: already knows what we're going to be asking for, what we're going to be praying about, what's concerning us, what's going on in our lives. That's nothing new to God, but he likes to hear it from us. And he will speak to us if we listen. Mm-hmm. If we listen,
0: and I think there's a key to understanding about this listening part in First uh, Thessalonians five seventeen, where it says, "Pray without ceasing." And if you just think about prayer being a talking thing, that's like impossible, because if you like talk nonstop god wherever you are people will think you're crazy and you'd probably be you know put away somewhere which you know um and plus that's not a real relationship if you're just talking right at the person god in this case and not listening and in god i think the closest word to him is where we don't have to say anything we just want to be in his presence
1: right and i think that's that's what that pray without ceasing means. Yeah, to stay in His presence, stay in yeah. the awareness of His presence. You know, if you're with someone, um, if I'm with Jane, that's me. Yep, my behavior with when I'm around Jane is going to be different, just because there's a comfort level there. There's a there's a feeling of uh, intimacy of closeness. So if I'm spending time with Jane, I don't even have to speak. I just need to be around her, and. I hope everybody has at least one person they have that relationship with, where just being in each other's presence is peaceful and calming. Yes, but sometimes. that's what God is. Yeah. That's what we should be spending our, our day in communion with God in the fact that we just know that He's with us all the time. And He's uh-huh. not only with us, but He's listening, and He is present, and He is active in I, our lives.
0: I was trying to find, there's several places. Oh, well, here's here's one uh luke 6 12 and this is right before jesus chose his 12 disciples and it was at this time that jesus went off to the mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer to god and when a day came he called his disciples to him well you know i think about jesus being all night on the mountain with father god and um i don't think he probably spent tons of time talking i'm sure he did talk but I think it was more just to find strength and and peace and restoration in God's presence that he wanted to be with his father. And like when I want to be with you, it's not necessarily that I need to tell you something. I mean, sometimes it is, but mainly it's more just to be with you, to not even say anything. And I, I think that was Jesus. He just needed to be with God all night. So he was centered that he was, he just had the right perspective, and of course, God. And I'm sure there were words shared both ways, but uh, I, I think we can find a lot of strength and peace and and purpose just spending time with God in prayer in silence.
1: Right, and that that can take many forms. It can look yeah. in many different ways, but I think. As we spend more time in the word, as we spend more time in prayer, just like in our human relationships our familiarity grows and you know, our sensitivity grows. I can tell if Jane's having a bad day from the smallest little things, from facial reactions, whatever. And in doing so, that sensitivity is increased and I am drawing closer and closer to her. And I think it's the same way with the spirit, same way with God. Um when we have something coming from God, if we are familiar and we are receptive and we are sensitive to that, we'll hear from them a lot more than we think.
0: Yeah. And um, I also want to add that I think that we Christians can sometimes... We know prayer is important, but sometimes we get caught up in the stuff we're doing for God that, and it's all good stuff, and we think that's what's going to really have the impact. But And it might have impact, but I think prayer has so much more impact than we realized.
1: Yeah, John fifteen seven says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I think that's important. If you abide in me yeah. and my words abide in you.
0: That means, abide means live. Yes, if, if we
1: live him. in communion with God and we uh, have His words in our hearts and inside us at all times, then I think... Um, that's when we are probably most in tune to God and we will hear from him the most.
0: I want to read a little something from the introduction of this book. This book is called What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer by a man named Sky Jethani. Jethani, sorry if I said that wrong, but I love the story he shares in the introduction. So this little book, it's very small, and it's on prayer. So, introduction, prayer, in parentheses. And this is in quotes. He's talking to a young college student. I want to live a radical life for God. That's how one college student responded when I asked why he was no longer planning to attend medical school. He was convinced that saving lives as a cardiologist was too mundane a calling for a Christian. Instead, like so many other young adults, he believed social activism was a higher calling. I want to go overseas and impact lives, he said. How will you do that, I asked. I don't know yet. Maybe I'll start a nonprofit or a church or something to transform a c- city. And then he goes on, he says, but whatever I do, it has to be something radical. And then then Mr. Jathani says, it became evident through our conversation. The young man wasn't just ambitious to improve the world, but to prove his significance. As we talked, the word radical was used repeatedly. He employed it as the antonym for ordinary. In fact, he not only wanted to transcend an ordinary life, he also carried a disdain for Christians who did not. Do you think Jesus lived a radical life? I asked. Of course, he left at my question. Jesus changed the world. Yes, but his ministry was only about three years. He spent most of his life, decades, as an obscure carpenter. Was that radical? The young man looked confused. If Jesus fails the definition of a radical life you're applying to yourself, I said, could your definition be wrong? So then uh, he goes on. I just want to read a little bit more. They've been told by the culture, this young adult. By the culture, both outside and inside the church, that a radical life is deemed by visible influence. Our impact must be obvious, measurable, and shareable on social media. This definition, however, is betrayed by the word's origin. Radical means from the Latin radicalis, meaning root. It speaks of the invisible part of the plant that gives it strength and life. The truly radical Christian is not the one whose life appears extraordinary, but the one whose unseen communion with God, prayer, is extraordinary. Living radically is about prayer, not prominence.
1: Mm. Isn't I that like good? That. I like that.
0: Yeah. So we're. I'm using some of the some of the uh, stuff he's written in our Sunday school lessons for at least September about prayer. And yeah. because I think that too, we we all fall under that. We want to do something significant, and and there's a good motive in that. Right. That we want to change the world, but I think we don't. Sometimes we forget that actually prayer, probably.
1: We need to change ourselves first. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then that, I think some of those other things will will come. Like Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. Yes,
0: yes. All things will come. Yes. Yeah. And the quote from Annabelle Mortensen, she said, that's a new friend of ours, a lady in her 90s who's just has more energy than I do, I think. Very likely. Anyway, she's wonderful, and she's just sold out to Jesus. Annabelle said, "Prayer
1: is the most powerful resource we have on earth, and probably one of the most underutilized ones." Yes, you know, you, you talked about um, when you were reading that mm-hmm. passage. You were talking about you know the silence and the and the quietness. And in Matthew six six, Jesus said, "When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who's in secret." And your mm. Father who's in secret will re- reward you. And I don't know if... I doubt He was saying, you know, you have to do it in your room with the door shut. But I think what Jesus is saying, shut out everything else. And don't worry about...
0: There's a huge spider on my... I'm going to put it outside. Just a second. Ooh.
1: I, think, I think what Jesus is talking about here oh is being oh, no, separated. And that's what... Oh. That's what Jesus did too. He separated himself. Every time we see that Jesus prayed, whether it was in the Garden of Gethsemane, whether it was on a mountaintop, he went to separate himself. He liked to separate himself and have that time with God. And that time with God was important. It was important enough that at times when it probably was not um, advantageous or was not... uh, Logical to everyone else or it was not comfortable. There was times the disciples were worried about where did you go, yeah. all those things. Jesus still found a way to get alone with God. And I think that's what he's talking about here. You he does talk about, time. you know, not waving your hands around and praying in public like the Pharisees. At least, thank you, God, for not making me like these other people sort of thing. Just go by yourself and spend your time with God. Mm. He gave and, us that example and gave it to his disciples, too. So,
0: Let me read... Um, How Eugene Pearson translates that same area in in Matthew 6, uh, in the the message. I'm actually going to go through 5 through 13. Okay. And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for 15 minutes of fame. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, paddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply.
1: I like that. Yeah, Um, you too. Yeah, we have a tendency to speak more than we listen, which completely contrary. I remember my grandmother telling me once, God gave you one mouth and two ears. I mean, you should listen twice as much as you speak. Mm-hmm. I like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: theory. I use it occasionally as a teacher with my kids. Uh, but I think this concept of spending time alone with God and just listening to Him and getting sensitive to His voice to hear what He's saying... Um, We have a tendency to spend our time in prayer as kind of a 911 system.
0: Yeah, and then we have our prayer requests, which are great. I mean, we do that every week at church. But we
1: go when things are tough, when things are struggling, when we have decisions to make, things like that. Then we'll go to God. And God says, no, come to me all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe just come to me and say, you know, I am just so grateful for everything, Lord. And I just want to hear your voice
0: you know if we if we did that in in our marriage like i only spent time with you when i needed you to do things for me or mm. i needed your strength to wow. do this or that and i mean god doesn't isn't gonna feel like exactly what we'd feel but i think if i know if i only hear from a person when they want something from me uh,
1: the level of intimacy is different
0: Yeah, you get... Right. There's no intimacy, really.
1: No, you get the phone call, you see who it is on your caller ID, and you just roll your eyes saying, what do they they want now? It's like
0: Sheridan on, uh, what's that show? Uh,
1: Keeping Up Appearances. Keeping
0: Up Appearances, British comedy, and that...
1: The father would always, mom would answer the phone, and the father would say, how much does he want now? Yes. No more money.
0: They always knew when when their son called, all he wanted was money, or, yeah, money. I think it was always money. and. And we can get that way with God. We can just have our list. And and I I am a big one at writing down prayer request lists because I don't want to forget the prayer requests. And, and God has no problem with our prayer request lists. And I look at them every day so I remember to pray for certain things. But that can't be our whole prayer life because... Uh, I wouldn't want that for my marriage with you. I wouldn't want just giving right. you requests all the time.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we ask God for answers and then we're, and we stop listening as soon as we ask, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. That wouldn't make sense in a conversation. If you really want an answer, you'd stop and listen to the response. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's necessary as well. God does want us to bring everything to Him, to lay everything out in front of Him. He wants us to do that. Yeah. But He also needs time to answer that. Um, And God's timing is not our timing. We may not hear from Him exactly what we want to hear. We may not hear from Him exactly the way we want to hear it, because He's God and we're not. Um,
0: so, oh, and that's ca- Hawkin in the background? Yeah, that's Hawkin
1: in the background, talking too. So it's one of those things that there should be a peacefulness in prayer, but there's a need for us to have that. That's that abiding in God. Mm-hmm. And that abiding oh. in God has to be something that we do on a regular basis. Yes, and I Jane is is really faithful in this, and it's something that I think we all need to do. We need to start our our day with God.
0: Yeah,
1: we need to end our day with God. If you start, and we it need with to live him. the time in between with God.
0: Yeah, and if if you start it with Him, even if it's just before you get out of bed, you say hi, God, and whatever. But if you are aware of Him right away, it's easier to just keep. Being aware of him, right? You know, if
1: you prioritize that in your life early, you'll probably prioritize that all day, all day long. Mm-hmm. So, it's important that we do that. Um, and so many people struggle with prayer and the concept of prayer, and that's not anything that Jesus was talking about when He says this. Uh, Paul in Romans eight twenty six says, "Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness." For if we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, if we just take that time and lay that time aside, where we put the world behind us and put God in front of us, um, that will help help us a lot. And uh, Jesus said in Matthew twenty six forty one, "Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation." The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we need to. Um, to put it into an analogy, which I always like to do with things, mm-hmm. um, I work out a lot. I love I love lifting muscles. weights. I love lifting weights. I just enjoy it. I get great satisfaction out of that, and my body feels so much better if I'm in motion, if I'm doing things. And I can tell, like this week, we've been trying to set up our weight room, so I haven't lifted this week, and I feel it. I don't. Mm-hmm. My body doesn't feel as good. I think the same walks, thing today. should be. Included in our prayer life, mm-hmm. I think we need to be practicing it regularly. We should yes. be working at it regularly. We should be, it should be a discipline in our lives that we continually seek God. Because if we do that, again, that familiarity is there. And if you com- continually seek God, of course, you will always find Him because mm-hmm. you know, that's what was told to us.
0: And I think you get better at it too. Yes.
1: And you know, when when Jesus talks about watch and pray, that you may not enter into, into temptation, I think that's part of this, making God such, such a part of your life that He's there all the time. Mm. And not only is He there, because we know He is there all the time, but we're aware that He's there all the time. So just, that when things come up, we immediately go to Him. Just, we don't wait till it gets worse.
0: I just realize we're going to have to have a prayer part three, maybe next week. Okay. Because I'm looking at this book while, while we're talking and stuff, right. and he does talk, he touches on the thought of authoritative prayer. And that is that is a really important thing sure. to talk. But it really doesn't, that's like a third parter. So let's just, uh, so if you're liking this as we're talking about prayer, we're going to do a part three called authoritative prayer.
1: Sure. So I want to go just a little bit into Matthew 6 where Jesus okay. actually um, talks about prayer. Because like a lot of us. Um, prayer is not a natural thing for us initially. We, mm-hmm. we we're trying to figure out how to do it. and Like you said, sometimes there's formulas, sometimes there's uh, recited prayers, which are fine. It, it, it starts getting your mind in the right direction. None, none of those mm-hmm. things are wrong. Um, a lot of people struggle to pray out loud in a group. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge for them. And it was the same thing for the disciples. Disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. Mm -hmm. They knew he was praying. Mm -hmm. And they said, teach us how. We don't really know. And in Matthew um, 6, 9 through 13, Jesus gave us what we now call the Lord's Prayer. And he said, pray then like this. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. He said, Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. First things first, acknowledge who you're talking to. Say, God, I know you're God. I know I'm me. This is me talking. And then he says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So what Jesus is saying there is acknowledge God through who God is and then ask him for daily bread. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that concept because when he says, give us this day our daily bread, Um, that implies that tomorrow you're going to ask for tomorrow's daily bread. Every day you're going to ask for daily bread. You don't go to God once in your life and say, Hey, take care of me. Thanks. Bye. Um, We go daily with our concerns, with our troubles, with our challenges, with our praises, acknowledging that God answered prayer, acknowledging that God is God, acknowledging that what He has done is for His kingdom and for our blessing. All of those things are part of this. And Um, and in addition to give us this day our daily bread, it says forgive us our debts. We know that we will be falling short. And when we come to God daily and confess that we fell short, I think that's what He's looking for is that daily thing. The problem with... A life that does not have a prayer that does not have prayer as a uh, integral and consistent part of it is that we damage ourselves yeah in between those times right and we have a tendency to let it all ball up at one time and then we wait until it explodes before we come to someone and Um, but when jesus said that he wasn't necessarily saying we should say those words although there's nothing wrong with praying the exact words of jesus obviously but he was just laying out a a format not a formula but a format
0: yeah because he prayed a lot more intimately than what they're used to and he used common language and uh i think we need prayer is almost like a lifeline to god i mean we really i think it goes back to thinking about the relationship because again like every morning i get up i make coffee for us and then i bring you your coffee and and it's just something we it's our rhythm of mornings and and you
1: need, it's our routine.
0: It's our routine, and we need to get a rhythm, a routine with God. and that Not that it can't change, of course, because sometimes ours changes, but you need to get where you're comfortable going to God and, and seeking his presence in the way that you feel safe with him. It's a safe place. I want to read, this is Colossians 4, uh, 2 and 4, 2 through 4, or just... Uh, two and three pray diligently stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude don't forget to pray for us that god will open doors for telling the mystery of christ even while i'm locked up in this jail pray that every time i open my mouth i'll be able to make christ plain as day to them but i just love the pray diligently stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude if we are looking at everything with gratitude it will be just it will come almost it'll just come up from our spirit to say oh thank you god Thank you, God, for that tree. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for that. And, and you know, you could start there if you're not used to talking to God throughout your day or, or just thinking about Him. You can just start with thanking Him for things. And it can be anything. Thanking God for something you find pretty, the flowers. But if you're thanking Him, then your mind is on Him. But I did want to say that um, something we can do also is pray scripture and and a good place to start is psalms because those are all prayers so if you don't know what to say just pray god's words back to him and that will get your mind in the right mindset and help you
1: god has given us all individual gifts and our individuality is from god the fact that you are different than other people is from god and there are some people who Really like to read, and they get into the word and they get into a prayer life that way there are some people that need to listen to or sing mm-hmm. praise songs mm-hmm. and hymns and that gets them gets their their spirit ready for for uh, time with God there are people that just need silence mm-hmm. because it's an undistracted thing for them
0: and some people uh, walk and pray you know so it, it it's whatever Whatever right. works for you. There's no right or wrong, and you don't have to be on your knees. You don't have to. Be and we on
1: are we are who we are. So if you want to be on your knees, and that's what works for you, be on your knees. Um, I have a new teacher that's across the hall from me. She's not well, she's not a new teacher. She's a teacher that's new to us. And I went into her room and she's setting it up the other day, and she has on her smartboard. She has the fireplace thing that you see at Christmas. Oh yeah. So there's a fire going in the background, and that's it.
0: Uh-huh. Other
1: than that, it's quiet in her room. Uh-huh. If you had come into my room, I had music going.
0: Uh I
1: was listening to Zach Williams while I was prepping my stuff. Uh And she said, yeah. I said, well, that's interesting to see the fireplace in here.
0: I kind of like that. Plus, her room
1: is a lot warmer than mine. I like mine really cold. Uh, But she said, yeah, I can't. For her, it doesn't click with her to have silence. Mm. or to have music going in the background. She can't handle the distraction of that. Mm. That And for me, personally, that distraction does well for me. I like to listen to music. I listen when I'm lifting weights. I listen when I'm in the vehicles. You listen when you read. Yeah.
0: I can't do that either. I I can can
1: do all those things. You know, it's whatever Uh, works for you. Yeah. There's no
0: right or wrong. And
1: that is something that's a gift from God, too, that we don't all have to do it the same way. Yeah. Because He wants an individual relationship with you, so that relationship will look different than someone else's relationship Mm -hmm. in many ways. And part of it just in the ways that you communicate.
0: Yeah, it's the same way if you have a lot of kids. Your relationship with each one of your children is going to be different than the other ones. It's because uh, that child relates to you differently than the other children do. And so it's not like one is not better than the other. It's just different.
1: Right. And if you try to be um, rigid and consistent and doing the same thing all the time, that would fail. Yeah. Because not everybody receives and, and sends messages to each other in the same way. hmm But God just wants you to spend time with Him. That's in the end.
0: That's, and you need to.
1: That's the, that's the end result of this, is whatever it takes for you to get yourself focused on Him, whatever it takes for you to gather your... Your thoughts together to gather your spirit together to get isolated with Him. For me, music does isolate me. Mm -hmm. I can get focused because Mm -hmm. of that. I can also get focused if I'm outside Mm and in in creation. I sit around and look at all the things God's done. I, if I get near a horse, Mm -hmm. if I see the right kind of birds flying around, those kind of things just put me right in a mindset where I am seeking God. And that's really what he wants. He wants us to seek him to sit down and listen to what he has to say.
0: Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm the one who brought up this topic because Shannon said, well, what do you want to talk about today? And this has kind of been on my heart. And yeah, I, 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 I kind
1: of let her drive the train. She yeah. the pick.
0: And to pick. And, and it works for us. But I really feel that we as Christians, as believers, need more than ever... Each one of us has to have a deep prayer life with our Father, God, with God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I'm not, you know, three in one God. We won't understand that until we get to heaven, the triune God. But anyway, we need to have, more than ever, we need to have a deep prayer life. Because our world, we have all witnessed this. It is changing so rapidly. I mean, last year we had the COVID thing and we were all stuck at home. Which we, no one would have predicted, and who knows what's coming around the next week or the next few months or the end of this year? We yeah, don't. One know. thing
1: last year told us or taught us is that we don't you know, know. Our best laid plans won't necessarily come to fruition. Yeah, so you and do I, the best you can with what you got.
0: I mean, and there's a possibility. I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but there's always a possibility that things can turn so quick, and. Persecution could come to this this uh, this area where we're at. Where we're at is the United States, and persecution really. I mean, some people might get heckled or something, but right now we don't really deal with real time persecution. But that doesn't mean we won't. And so we need to be strong in our faith. And I do know. I just found out today. We found out we had we have at least one person who listened from Nigeria, and another from Ireland. And if one of those are you, thank you. That means us, we're an international podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's but, neat to see that.
0: So, yeah, we you got to be strong in your faith. And the world needs you to be strong in your faith. Because whether the world accepts you your faith or not, it needs the light of Jesus. And so we need to be ready for
1: anything. Right. Yeah, and I just want to leave you with one more verse here, and this is from Romans. Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation mm. and be constant in prayer. Oh, that's a good verse. What was that? Romans twelve twelve. Oh, that's a good verse. Thank you. Rejoice in the hope that God is answering your prayers. Be patient when it's when it's not coming today and be constant in your prayer. Be constant in your prayer. And I like I love that concept prayer. while I'm listening to the rain. Very soft right now, patter on the metal roof of the garage out here outside an open window. We have been praying for for rain for a long time, but we were praising him even in the midst mm-hmm. of of everything else because we knew that God changes things. God what we have today will change.
0: Yeah, God doesn't change. And we
1: pray. Yeah. To God that, hey, we want rain, and it took several months for it to get here, but it's here now, and that is just an absolute thing that we rejoice in, but we should be praying knowing that in God's perfect timing, He'll handle things for us. Mm-hmm. In His way, maybe not our way, in His way. And His way is a lot better. Right, but if we're constantly in prayer, we'll be more in tune with that. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, hey, that was pretty
1: good. Yeah, and I hope... I hope this helps you. I hope there's someone out there who needs to hear these words. That share it with you know, someone. That God if you think it's is. Good. Yeah. If you know someone that is in need of hearing from God right now, or is not sure about whether or not they're hearing from God, share this with them.
0: Yeah.
1: You, you may be you may be doing exactly what they need, and I, I yeah. we hope and pray that everything that we do uh, for the kingdom here is is helping to fill the needs of other people. Yeah. Well, God bless. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: Next week. Okay. Bye.
1: Amen.